Welcome back to another episode of Around the Rink. My name is Dan Rice, and today is Thursday, December 14th. I realized I don't really say my name at the beginning of the episodes, and that's kind of weird, maybe. Um, but also, if you listen to this, you probably know who I am, maybe. So, I don't know. I just figured I would drop that in this time. Um, this is Around the Rink. It is, like I said, Thursday. December 14th, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, Ali Granado will be joining us of the famous uh, Granado family. Um, this is episode number 37. Um, I said I don't think we'll get to 40 by the end of the year. I don't. I still don't think we will. Maybe. We'll see. There's not too many days left, which is um, crazy to think that the year is already over. And Christmas, <clears throat> excuse me, Christmas is uh, a couple of days away. Happy Hanukkah, everybody uh, celebrating that. Um, welcome back to everybody who tuned into the last episode, everybody who's been listening to our episodes. I saw all the Spotify rap numbers. That was really cool to see. Um, we still couldn't beat out Mike Murphy's, uh, kind of final or I won't say final, but his last podcast that he did, uh, the TIG talk at, uh, at the, uh, end of the PHF. Um, that was by far our most listened to podcast. So thank you to everybody who's tuned into these, um, especially that one and, and all of our shows that we've had. We've had a lot of really cool guests uh, throughout the six, seven, eight months that we've been doing this now. So that's been really cool to see. And somehow I keep finding new guests and, and we keep doing more shows. So um, and that's all because of everybody listening. So thank you to everybody who's listened. Uh, also, welcome back, Allie Morse. Uh, my co-host was uh, missing in action last week. Um, you were feeling a little under the weather. I also told you, like, you know, I'm going to do this. Don't don't try and rush around so we can all make it work. And then, um, so how are you feeling? Everything's uh, back back to feeling all right? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling much better. You guys probably would have turned this off if you were trying to hear me speak last week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um Still not breathing a hundred percent at my workouts, but you're, you're still uh, you're still fine. mouth breathing is what you're saying. Oh yeah, that's bad. <laughs> um, and happy anniversary to you! You brought this to my attention. Uh, we talked about this on a previous show where you scored a goal once in a game, um, and that anniversary recently passed. So happy anniversary to you and and that fantastic fantastic uh, moment. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The lovely, usually dreaded Facebook memories of cringy, but uh, yeah, apparently, fourteen years ago I scored a goal, which feels like fourteen years awful. ago. That that must feel like a lifetime ago, right? You would just, I mean, is, there's there's obviously no video footage of this. I'm I'm assuming. No, it's not even on the hockey hub. Half of my season is missing of stats, so it's like literally. Unless you don't believe me, no, 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 no. or you were there, no, no, that's the only way. Yeah, it's sad. There's no video. There's no, no, nothing. Technology was different then. Like everybody didn't have a phone in their hands or a camera phone in their hands. I guess back then. Uh, no, our goalie coach had to co call the score sheets in. Actually, that was only after home games, and it was at Roseville. So I blame Roseville for the lack of stats. But anyway. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Rosal? No, so it, it got me thinking because you mentioned that to me the other day, and and I know how like, um, like a player scores his first goal or gets his first point, or uh, a player gets their first win or shutout. Right, you somebody always kind of gives you a puck, and um, it, have has there ever been a fight over a puck 
like where it's like, you know, you kind of got the win, but somebody else got the win. Cause like I saw, I've been watching a lot of hoops, NBA, uh, you know, kind of no PHF, no, no women's hockey going on right now. So when I'm not watching devils, I'm like, Oh, what else is on? I'm watching hoops. And I saw last night, uh, this guy wanted the basketball after the game and the other team took it was like, nah, screw you. Like, and he's like, I scored 64 points. Give me the ball. And they're like, nah, you beat man. And they were like the road team. So I didn't see how it ended, but have you ever been in a situation like that where like somebody wanted the puck and maybe like the other team just chucked it away or something like that? Uh, no. And like my one year that I was like half equipment manager with the white caps, like, you just grab another puck, I guess. Like, I don't know. Usually, like, if someone scores, you take that puck. They just go get a new one. So if something else big happens, you can take that one. So I haven't really encountered that situation where they're like, you know, take it to the saw, saw it in half. Yeah, or... yeah. <laughs> that that happened with Brodor and Hashik. They they had a zero zero tie, and they would collect pucks from their shutouts and they were like well i want the puck and so one of the equipment guys just saw it in half um i also reminded me of uh i want to say 10 15 years ago chris Prager playing for uh, philadelphia i think it was and somebody scored a game-winning goal in overtime and and he took the puck and he threw it in the garbage or something like that and like oh. you know that, that's like one of those legendary things that like it seems like like kind of spiteful but i kind of like that kind of spicy spite uh you know I'm all, I'm all for a good spite story um but yeah i, I just I, I saw that last night and you mentioned scoring the the goal and i just kind of uh set in chain of motion of events of of me thinking about these crazy concepts so um happy anniversary to you and and uh hopefully you know someday in the future maybe you score a goal again you still playing so we don't know Maybe I'll score and win. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Uh, thanks, as always, to everybody at, over at the Ice Garden, everybody who supported the Ice Garden as well. Um, it's really cool that, like I said earlier, we get to do a lot of neat stuff because of everybody's support where, you know, you know the story. If you've listened to the show before, uh, we were with SB Nation. That's no longer the case. They kind of dropped us and a bunch of other sites, um, and we had to figure out our, our own way. And um, none of that would be possible without your help and support and donations and, and really not, nothing would be possible without Mike Murphy. Um, he's our leader. He's our, our manager. He's, he's the guy that signs our paychecks. Uh, he's the guy that provided these awesome, cool mini microphones that Allie and I have now, um, which apparently work really well. I've, I think I've figured out a way to, to clip it on where I'm not like rustling on it and worried about it moving around. Um, and everybody was able to hear me loud and clear on the last episode. Um, and thanks as always to our uh, podcast producing goddess, Kelly. Uh, I sent her the link and she's able to put it in the machine and spits it back out and then they become podcasts. I don't know how that works. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, it's been a while since we heard you and you only listen to us on iTunes, for some reason our last episode didn't make it on there. I don't know why that happens. Kelly couldn't figure it out either. Um, so my apologies for that. I know it's on Spotify. Uh, Allie was, was absent. Uh, I had a former captain of the Riveters and former assistant coach with the Riveters as well. Uh, Ashley Stretch Johnston. We had a, a nice stroll down memory lane with some, some Rivers memories, some early NWHL memories. And um, 
it was it was really fun and that, and that ended up being a she was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I have to leave early. And it was like, so I tried to jam a lot of questions into a, a short time. I think the show only lasted 50 minutes. Um, so if you didn't hear that on Apple Music, uh, you can seek it out in other forms. Um, I didn't check the Odyssey app, uh, but that's another place where you can listen to us. All you have to do is uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in the Ice Garden um, and you'll see all of our shows, not just our shows, but every show that's ever been done by somebody over at the ice garden um oh yeah congrats uh to our friend eleni uh player agent now with hakate sports i hope i said that right i probably didn't uh, but five of her clients are uh made opening night rosters for the upcoming pwhl season uh so we wanted to give them a nice little shout out amanda bouye uh rachel mcquig uh, uh becca gilmore mariah keppel and last but not least, Jillian Dempsey. Um, best of luck to them and to all the players in the league. Season will be here before you know it, starting right January 1st. So, um, and shout out to our friend, your good buddy, uh, Lev, right? Lev is is um, signed with, I, did they officially announce that she signed? I don't think so, right? She's on the roster. So, I mean, they haven't like made like a Amanda Levier post, but. Right, but they announced she was on the roster. So she's uh, yep. one of three goalies on the team. Um, if you listen to the show, you know my opinion is she should be starting, but we're not going to get into that tonight. Um, <laughs> if, excuse me. I Sorry, I didn't mean to cough like that. I, that was louder than I thought it was going to be. Um, if you're listening live and you haven't already submitted a question, now would be a great time to do that. Um, our guest is sitting here patiently waiting, and we're going to get to her in one hot minute or a second. Hi everyone, this is Allie Thunstrom and you're listening to Around the Rink with Allie Morse and Dan Rice on the Ice Garden Radio Network. Thank you for that, Allie Thunstrom. We appreciate you. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome in Allie Granado. Uh, she played at the University of Vermont. She played one season with the PWHPA uh, team in Minnesota and currently the assistant coach at Curry College. I hope I got that right. And obviously you know the granado name if you've followed hockey um i watched her uncle i believe play for a really long time i was i was a dog in nhl 94 with tony granado i don't know about anybody else listening out there but um i i was a frequent player of that game and and uh uh yeah so uh without further ado uh ali granado how are you tonight and, and how have you been Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Allie, too. Um, was excited to hear from you as I've kind of followed you a bit here on Twitter and love what you guys do with women's hockey and following everybody and stuff like that and keeping keeping everyone in the loop with all the latest hockey news. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but real quick, I'm, uh, I'm not coaching with Curry anymore. I'm working for uh, Premier Ice Prospects. Um, we put on girls hockey events and and that sort of thing. So I'm in, I'm in youth hockey. Uh, okay. Okay. So I appreciate the correction and uh, yeah, no, no, no problem. It's sometimes it's, it's tough to verify things, research. Oh things yeah. Aren't updated and stuff like that. But that's on me. Oh yeah. Um, without a doubt. And first and foremost, best wishes to, to Tony, right? That's your uncle. If I have it right. Yes. Best yep. wishes to him. He's undergoing uh, treatment you. for cancer, right? Uh, you say that word, everybody kind of has been affected by it. Both of my parents, um, I'm sure people listening out there know no uh, that's that's not a it's not a great word to hear, but 
you know, this is a, a new world. The technology is great and, and a lot of uh, amazing things happen sometimes. So all of our best wishes to him and, and your entire family. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, he's he's a fighter. He's going to he's going to get through it. And it's been really cool to see um, just the hockey community too, kind of rallying around him and all the support from everybody. You know, it's like you said, it's hard to hear, but but definitely awesome to, to see every, all the support from everybody. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, like I, I used to love tearing it up with him on the with the Kings <laughs> on the, uh, That's awesome. NHL 94. Like that, we, I mean, I played hours and hours of that game. Like, and that was before it was like really advanced where it was like, I would do my own seasons and kind of like write down the, the scores and who scored. And That's awesome. Like total hockey nerd. So I, I guess it makes sense that I became like a hockey writer. Uh, at that point, I had That's no awesome. idea that was what I was going to end up doing, though. Um, you, I mentioned you played at University of Vermont. Um, you were an alternate captain, right, your senior season? Yes, correct. And then uh, after that, you, you decide to go to the – or you end up playing for the PWHPA. Those letters are always a mouthful, and I'm always nervous to get them <laughs> wrong. But uh, was there a choice, like, for you? Was it between that and the PHF, or was that just kind of – uh, something you stumbled upon? Like, what, how did that all kind of come about from your point of view? Yeah, so uh, if I remember correctly, I think when my senior year ended, so I graduated in 2020, COVID kind of shut everything down. Uh, so okay, I yeah. went, home, went home for spring. Yeah, it was, it was interesting turn of events. Like, I was happy because I did get a conclusion in my senior year, you know, and then there was a lot of people that I, I know who, who didn't get that, you know, teams going to NCAAs and then all of a sudden just being told, you know, you can't go. Um, so I, I was glad that I did have a conclusion to my senior year, but, um, didn't really feel like, you know, I was totally done yet, uh, but didn't really know what path to take. Um, and then COVID just shut everything down. So I felt like I wasn't really in the shape or, you know, in the correct, you know, whatever you want to call it, mindset or something that matter to, to play right away. Um, and then the next year I was like trying to look for opportunities um, it was an Olympic year, so I ended up in the PWHPA and just doing their Dream Gap Tour weekends. Um, so that's kind of how that came about. Okay, okay. Uh, so there was no uh, nobody uh, like reached out to you from the P- any of the PHF teams or nothing like that. No, it was it was all kind of on me. Um, I knew that they were the P Dub was looking for players. Um, I did kind of talk to a couple, you know, friends and stuff like that who are looking into the PHF as well, but. Just because of, um, you know, my where I was at logistically, it just made more sense for me to play in the PWHPA and travel on weekends. I, I wasn't in a position to go move somewhere else. Um, I didn't really have a full time job at the time either. So or something where, you know, I, I didn't have my own car, like those kinds of things. Like I just logistically, it didn't make sense, unfortunately. Um, I would have loved if that would have worked out. Um, but at that time, it was just kind of a crazy whirlwind of events like I knew it was going to be tough getting getting work after college, but then I think COVID also made it, uh, you know, added a deg- degree of difficulty to that. Right. So, um, yeah, may- maybe if it weren't for that, we, we would have seen me take a little bit of a different path or, or who knows, but um, yeah. Yeah, and I learned from covering the NWHL and then became the PHF, obviously. I learned mm-hmm. pretty early on, like those girls, a lot of them had, you know, double jobs or whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it was, you know, if, if you came from a, and it's, it's like this in any walk of life, if you come from a family that that's okay and has money or whatever, like, you know, some, some kids mm-hmm. have parents buy them cars and others don't basically is kind of what I'm, 
I, yeah. You know, and, and some people can be set up where they're living in, in a situation and other people, it's like, yeah, you have to room with three other people or so everybody's mm-hmm. you know, you kind of said path is different. And then to throw COVID in there, that, that doesn't make it easy at all. Um, obviously, hockey, small world, women's hockey, even small world. So a lot of your friends, I'm sure, are uh, playing or were competing for jobs in the newly created league. What are your thoughts on that and, and everything that is hopefully in store for the the sport of women's hockey? Yeah, I mean, I think I've heard you guys talk about it a little bit on here, you know, a lot of it, I guess, comes up relatively frequently, right? Like, it's just the world of women's hockey has been so crazy for, you know, as long as it's been around, right? And we keep trying to make these leagues that, you know, are going to stick and continue on. And you look at the landscape with just women's sports in general, right? Like, the WNBA has taken, what, 25 years to get to where it is today and and the support of the NBA. And then you look at the NWSL and see how they're growing. And um, it's it's hard work, but it's an exciting time because I think that companies are seeing now, now is the time to invest in women's sports. Um, They're seeing it, you know, as a way to make money. And that's ultimately what (laughs) is going to keep them investing. Um, So I really hope that this sticks. Um, It was tough. I like obviously I wasn't playing the league, but I knew a lot of people who had just signed contracts and, you know, their livelihoods just completely uprooted um, by the uh, change. So um, it was definitely kind of like a jaw drop moment. I was I think I was actually driving back from Rochester. So I was in the car when I think the news dropped and then I got back at like 1 a.m. and just didn't go on social media and woke up the next morning and saw what happened. And I was like, Oh my God, you yeah. know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So it's just kind of crazy. Um, I mean, that's, that's probably putting it lightly, but, but yeah, really, um, I, I just really hope it this works out because it's been a long time coming. Um, and I think too, for, for the sport to continue on, like girls playing college hockey, like for me, it wasn't like, I knew that that was a way for me to make a living coming out of college and that's what we needed to get to is uh girls are going into college as a freshman right and then they're coming out as a senior in the best shape of their lives and they're like okay I can go make a living playing you know in a professional league um we need to get to that point so I hope I hope we're almost there okay yeah and so you experienced it like uh like the European players did they, they kind of woke up to the news because this zoom call that happened whatever time it was like they were all for the most part like asleep or or you know yeah. Out partying, maybe, uh, who knows, but, um, <laughs> you know, diff- different world away. Um, it's crazy. I guess one of our guests, I think it was Courtney Marge, she said, uh, hopefully this is the last league, the last kind of new league starting over because it, you can't just keep starting over and over again. And um, it seems like, a, you know, great, great news today. We saw, uh, I think, all the Canadian teams' home games were all sold out. Like, that's great news. That's yeah, what we want to yeah, see, awesome. um, and we want to see it be sustainable. The, the audience is there. It's just a matter of getting people to, to show up and 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 support and 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 do those things. And that's every league has had faced those challenges. So um, this, hopefully, like we said, this is the last last time we we have to go through this. Uh, Ali Morse, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Obviously, you've got a pretty well-known name. Um, what was it like growing up with such a recognizable, recognizable hello, um, name? Like, was that hard? Was there a lot of pressure or expectations along with it? 
I mean, it, it's funny because I don't, I've been asked this before and I really don't know the time when I started to completely um, acknowledge the pressure, I guess. Like when I was younger, like it was just like hockey was such a big part of our lives. Like it was just ingrained in us. I never felt like I was ever pressured to like play hockey or anything like that. But my very first memory, like I honestly think we, we were actually able to go see Cami play um, at the Olympics in 2002 in Salt Lake City. And I, I think that's my first like vivid memory as a kid. I was four, five years old, you know, at the time. Um, so that's pretty crazy. And, and then from there on, like, like I definitely, I think as I got older, felt the pressure more, but it was also a sense of pride, you know, and having that. Um, I think, you know, if anything, maybe once I got to the college level, felt it a little bit more. Um, but, but always really proud to, you know, wear that, you know, on my back and stuff like that and just wanted to represent my family um, well, um, cause everybody else, you know, my aunts, my uncles and everyone in my family repre represents the Granado name so well. So that, if anything, it was that pressure. I just wanted to do a good job for, for everybody. Cause they already have done such a good job ahead of me, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me going to Providence college, I obviously heard a lot about Cammy. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, um, what's the best piece of advice she ever gave you? Or I guess if any, yeah, I mean, it's so cool because, like, we just have, you know, I, I keep in touch with Cammie. She's super busy, like all of them are, um, but she's assistant GM with uh, Vancouver right now, and uh, they've been doing really well, and I was able to see her, uh, when was it? I went home for, th I was able to go home for Thanksgiving last minute. She was actually home. She had a, had a tournament in the Chicago area, so I got to see her, but um, I don't know why this always sticks out to me, but she's she's given me so much advice. But she told me, I don't know if I was going into like a national camp tryout or what it was, but she just I, she asked me how I was feeling or maybe it was college. And I was like, I don't know, I'm just nervous. And she's like, that's good. And I'm like, what? And she's like, that's good. She, she's like, nerves are good. It means you care. It means your body's ready to go. And like, that's just to me, like, has kind of, you know, when I get anxious and stuff like that, I try and remind myself like, this is good. This is because I care. That's why I'm feeling this way. Um, so it's not really, it, it's kind of something that I've carried with me and it's always kind of stuck with me and I'm not totally sure why. Um, but I think it's helped me deal with, you know, a little bit of anxiety, just surrounding sports, surrounding life. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Oh, I that's love that. good, good life yeah. lesson. Like you could use that not just, like you said, not just hockey, but just life in general. Like we, we both, I think, yeah. psych ourselves out a little too much sometimes, but uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, yeah, that, that was, I, it's just funny because, like, I feel like there's so many, so many things she's told me, but that, she told me that probably about 10 or 12, 12 years ago. Like, I was pretty young when she told me that, and she, she probably doesn't even remember telling me that, but that always seemed to stick. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've been lucky to have, you know, the guidance of her and, you know, Tony and Donnie and all my, my family members, my dad. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I always get good, good pieces of advice everywhere you you're from chicago area correct yes i i'm currently in the boston area um my fiance's from the south shore so um moved out here about a year and a half ago to coach at curry and then uh did that for a season and uh now i'm working with uh Pip. okay and congratulations uh yeah thank you thank uh, you uh, congratulations uh you were at one time a podcast producer were you not <laughs> yes, I I did do that for uh, for Cammy and my uh, her husband Ray Ferraro. Um, 
they had a podcast. They both had individual podcasts, and I was actually able to help with the digital marketing company, um, help produce the podcast, did the social media stuff for them. Um, so was, I, I have dabbled in your guys' realm. Yeah, and that, that's kind of how I came across you, I, I think, was just seeing your, your name associated with that. And I was like, oh, there's another Granado. Like, cool. Like, uh, as somebody who, you know, like I, I followed, I've said it on this show before, before I, you, uh, regular listeners or whatever. Like, I, I, uh, I knew of women's hockey, right? Obviously, the the '98 team winning gold, seeing it on Sports Center and stuff like that. But I really didn't start to follow it until I started covering the league, um, being the proximity mm. and stuff like that. And so it's kind of like always a catch up learning curve. You're you're learning everybody's names and uh, who's connected to who and who played with who and and who knows this one and that one. So. Um, and I, I, and you did, uh, Cammy's podcast was with, uh, AJ Malesko, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We had a ton of fun with them. We kind of tried to interview, you know, as many different kind of try to keep the, the guests very diverse and, you know, just not, you know, kind of connected to sports in some way, but, you know, all over the map, athletes, uh, advocates, um, people working for different sports teams and, you know, completely different roles. So it, it was really cool. Like, if anything, like, kind of see from that, like, it, it kind of gave me something to look forward to that was, like, right during COVID. Um, but I loved getting to do that and, you know, hear everyone's story. Like, everyone's got one, right? You just have to listen. Yeah. Um, so that, that was super, super cool. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about doing the show is, like you said, everybody's got a story and it's cool to kind of hear their story from, in their own words. Um, and AJ, really easy to work with, right? Like, she's such a pro. We, yeah. we see her on broadcast out here, and, and I live in New Jersey. Uh, she's on Islanders broadcast. She's on national broadcast. Like, she's just, like, a pro's pro. Oh, yeah. She's she's great. And, like, we had we had a ton of fun, me, Cammy, and AJ. Like, I miss our, our group chat. And she's actually in the Boston area. I need to catch up with her. Um, they always have an outdoor rink, too, and I didn't make it out there last year. I really wanted to. Um but uh, we, we had some good laughs and stuff. And obviously you get to, you know, be a part of the podcast and see what happens when the record button's on, but also just the behind the scenes stuff and laughing at the two of them. And, you know, Cammy was on Pacific time, AJ's on Eastern. And at that time I was in Chicago, so I was on Central. So getting us all on, oh, yeah. you know, the correct time zone. Yeah, it was just, you know, how I, it was scheduling and all that. We, stuff. Ali, remember we did a show with, with uh, Lolo Bernson over in Sweden. Uh, in Sweden. So, me, oh, Ali's in the Midwest and I'm in the East Coast. So, me trying to figure out that time math, like my head was exploding. But we, we, we yeah. powered through it. We powered through it and we pulled it off. And I thought it was a cool show. And we, I think we did it around uh, four o'clock our time or my time. So, it was like 10 o'clock Sweden time or something like that. We did it on a Friday too. So, wow. so, she didn't have to like get up for work the next day or whatever. But yeah. athletes get up early anyway, as I've learned. Like, uh, yeah. And I am not. <laughs> Um, uh, you we, you talked about Cammy's kind of role now with, with Vancouver. How cool has it been to, you know, we we see it kind of from a, an outsider point of view, but from the from somebody who really knows her, um, how cool is it to see that career path? Right, she starts out as a, a scout um, with Seattle Kraken before they're even really a team, and then pro scout, and then uh, now assistant mm-hmm. general manager. Like, and, and that's starting to become more common. Um, they have an, a woman who's an assistant general manager here with the New Jersey Devils, Megan Duggan, whoever who follows you play yep. hockey knows. Uh, she has a prominent role with the Devils, and, and that's becoming more and more of a, a commonplace thing. How cool is that to see 
uh, from your point of view as I'm sure like a, a proud family member? I mean, it's been really, really exciting to to see just, you know, over the course of her career, like, I don't necessarily remember her play on the ice. I was so young at the time, like I was there for a bit of it. But um, it's been really cool to see how it's evolved, right? Like from a player to and like, to like, with me, like I've gone through the transition now from being a player to doing something else in the game. And how different of a, you know, it's not exactly the same, but you find a way to kind of still be involved. Sure. Um, and, and hockey is her, in family is her, her passion. So it's been so cool to see uh, the evolution of her career. Um, and I remember, too, she, she was inducted into the, the Hockey Hall of Fame with uh, Angela James in 2011. And um, we were actually all at a family reunion in California at the time when the hall called her. Um, and uh, I remember sitting in a room. She was doing a bunch of interviews. Uh, they had just announced it. And um, I think Donnie said to her, they were talking, and she's like, you know, talking to Donnie. And he's like, Cam, this is just the start of your career. And I was, like, sitting there, and I was kind of like, what does he mean, you know? And now, like, looking back, it's so crazy to see, you know, from then, like, where her career has taken her and where hockey is you know, gone for her, for her. And it's, it's, you know, scouting with Seattle, the assistant GM, all this, the things she's done with youth hockey. And it was true. Like that just began, like you think the playing, once you're playing, it's over. And that's not, that's not the case. If you want to stay involved, you can, and you can still make an impact. And, and her impact's definitely still felt. So it's, it's really cool to see. She's definitely one of them hockey lifers. Uh, yes. Uh, and and it's, it's awesome that she's breaking so many barriers and, and shattering so many ceilings. Uh, and I would I would be shocked. I would not be shocked, rather, if, if she became the first female GM in the NHL. I mean, it just kind of seems that's the natural progression here. Um, so we, we wish uh, them all the best continued success with Vancouver. Uh, Thank you. Allie uh, Morse, go ahead, take it away. <laughs> all right. I have a science question for you, and I guess oh, different now that you're more in a coaching role because I know I have an answer myself but on average how often do you hit your goaltenders in the head we we actually I think we made the kids start to do push-ups or something once it was happening so frequently <laughs> um I think at the starter practice too like you see them the kids are leaning back in their shots or I mean I was guilty of this too right like <laughs> You're kind of, you know, ugh, I don't know. I'd say the kids, uh, I'm thinking last year. Uh, when, once we added the push-ups, it went down drastically. <laughs> I will say that. They figure um, out what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a, a consequence for yourself. I uh, I would say, I don't I don't know, I, more than it should happen. So it sounds yeah. like she was on somebody's yeah. list. Yeah, it's I I did a, I like to think that I did a pretty good job. I'd like to think that my goalies felt safe when I was shooting the puck. Um but it's pretty high. Like I think at the start of practice it's probably higher and then towards the end, you know, people are picking corners and stuff like that, but naturally. I don't I don't I don't know if I could give you a direct an exact number. That's all right. More more than it should. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um all right, what hockey related items are in your car right now Ooh, i actually just got back from a event we did in erie pennsylvania so i don't know if this is like exactly hockey related but well i've got a hockey board i've got 
some cones. Oh. Um, yeah, I've got... Um, and then I have, for our events, I have some, like, pop-up, like, some signs, hockey signs and stuff like that, but I don't know if that's, like, hockey gear really necessarily. Um, but that might be it. I have my bag in the house right now, so, um, no sticks right now, but yeah, a hockey board and some cones, I guess. All right. And finally, all my science-y questions, (laughs) um, when you're playing... Are you rocking a ponytail or a braid? Or I guess neither. So I was like very, my entire life I wore a ponytail. Like I didn't want it. And then somebody told me like, why are you wearing, because I have a lot of hair. Um, Like was born with a full head of jet black hair. And now it's kind of like, you know, brownish or whatever you want. But I, I refused to cut it short. So it was always kind of like all over the place. But like, I didn't want to put it up just because it, I always played with a ponytail, but someone's like, why don't you wear it in a bun? And I was like, so offended. Um, so I, I'm ponytail all the way, but I did try the braid. I tried the bun. I just couldn't, couldn't get behind it. All right. All right. That's fair. At, you know, you, you tested it and you got to go with what works. I did. I did. I did. But yeah, st- sticking to the ponytail. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, we, we, you asked uh, the, the car question. I think it was Emma Vlasic. She said, she had like coaching stuff in her car too, so we we accept all kind of answers like that. That's hockey related. Uh, she's from that area. Did, did you know her growing up? Were you you guys around the same age or no? Um. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know her personally, but I did play against her. I think she played for uh, Chicago Young Americans, which is now Windy City Storm. Um, okay. But yeah, it's it's funny. I feel like a lot of Chicago girls too end up out east, um, or they end up to- like just back in Chicago, but. Um, yeah, I, I played against her growing up. Okay, and uh, another one just popped in my head. I didn't even write this one down. Uh, Katie Fitzgerald, did you know her too, or you know of her? Yeah, I actually, yeah, we used to call her uh, Peanut. Um, <laughs> I played with her when I was like, my dad was uh, coached our team. It, we were at Team Illinois, and she might have been ten, and I might have been six or seven. I was gonna say that checks out because she's my age. Yeah, like it was um it was funny but we still every once in a while we still uh see her parents around and they say hi hi to my parents and that sort of thing so it's kind of kind of funny how um you know even those relationships that you build through hockey and sport at that young of an age you still end up you know meeting up when you're older it's just crazy yeah hockey small world women's hockey small small world but (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah somebody or cross paths with somebody at some point uh, last question from us before we get to our listener questions. Um, this is the easy part. Let me just tell you that the listener questions sometimes is, is a mixed bag. Um, but yeah. do you have a favorite NHL team? You obviously have connections, family with like multiple teams over the years currently. Um, right. Uncle Don is with, with Buffalo and, and Cammy, mm-hmm. uh, with Vancouver. Like where is your allegiance at? Do you have a favorite team? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely follow Buffalo the most and get to watch the most of their games. Um, the one negative thing I'll say with Cami with Vancouver is with me being on the East Coast, like the games don't start until ten. Mm. And even if I'm even if I'm up for the start of it, I end up not getting through to the end of it, which is such a bummer. Um, especially because they've been winning so much. So want to see those games, but um, yeah, I get to watch more Buffalo games. I'd say. Um, being in the Boston area is tough because I can't cheer for the Bruins. Um, 
just like being in the same division as the Sabres and stuff like that. So definitely, definitely not Boston, but my, my teams currently are the Sabres and uh, the Canucks for sure. Two, two good young and up and coming teams. Good, good teams to get behind the roof for it. Devils just played in Vancouver last week at some point when 10 PM games, I stayed up for it. Uh, Love the retro throwbacks like that. Oh, Oh, with the, yeah. the black mat helmets, that was like, yeah. They're they're one of my favorites in the league right now. Honestly, like I even before Cammy was with Vancouver, I loved the flying skate jerseys. Like they're just like fun. Like to like just seeing like an all black jersey on the ice. Like something about it to me is just like intimidating. Like I love that look. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I agree with you. They're awesome. So like. What kind of gear are you rocking? You calling up hey, Aunt Cam? You like send me some of that sweet <laughs> gear. Hey, I'm done. Let, yeah. let me get one of them Sabres retro jerseys. She she might she might be actually getting a call for that uh, Canucks fly and skate one sometime soon. Christmas but I do up. have uh, <laughs> I know I know I do have a um I love Kyle Oposo. He's the captain on uh, the Sabres right now. That and yeah, he's I love him. He's awesome. He's a good guy. Um and uh awesome leader but uh last year i did get a goat head of of his jersey so i I was pretty pumped about that so i do i do rep that jersey um pretty often i and i work at a brewery actually so i love to rock my jerseys when you know i can i i'm like hosting or you know doing something where i'm not gonna you know spill stuff on it but um but i do like to do like to rep those and wear those around so the goat the goat head comes out pretty pretty frequently so the the, i know boston fans are very polite people they like oh yeah uh, give you any any crap for uh, what are you doing here what's this about <laughs> i've actually everyone thinks i'm gonna get you know yelled at for it but i, I haven't yet okay. like people definitely acknowledge it but um i actually was i i debated if i wanted to uh i was walking once with it on and i debated if i really wanted to be wearing it like on the street or not <laughs> And uh, a car did honk at me, but they stuck a thumbs up out the window, so I'll, I'll take that as a positive. Okay. Um, I thought I was getting yelled at, but I think I was actually getting uh, – they were pretty pumped about it. So I was like, okay, I'll take See, it. There are good people in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You survived all of our questions. Now we have to go through the gauntlet of our listener questions. We'll start off with uh, Daisy on the Ice asks for both alleys, and I know the answer to one of these questions one one part of this so uh but i'll let you both answer have you ever played hockey in an outdoor rink uh ali granado you want to go first yeah sure i i actually played um in chicago youth hockey we had i wish we would have been able to play one in college it would have been probably a, up there of my all my memories in college but didn't get to do that um in youth hockey we played uh at an outdoor rink that was in rosemont and they had like these string lights up it was really pretty but i think it was like negative something out and people's mouth guards were like sticking to their cheeks (laughs) and like it was it was cold um it might have been the coldest i've ever been um so I, i did get to do that once the ice was actually terrible but um, a lot of fun. It was a good. I time. was gonna say it didn't sound like a lot of fun. I'd be like my mouth got is frozen. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I don't know if I would be as thrilled now, but in high school I was all for it. I was I was pretty pumped. And then we got dressed in like they had those like trailers set up for us, but you know, cramming twenty 
two girls into this, you know, tiny trailer was an experience in itself. So, um, but it, it was a good memory and a lot of fun good times. Allie Morris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to play, I say we, a bunch of, um, we'll just say local Minnesota alumni, uh, got to play outside for hockey day, Minnesota when it was in Minneapolis. Um, it was not freezing cold, but it was blizzarding. So, the ice was also not in great condition, um, and people were whiffing on pucks because their sticks were so full of snow um, that you could <laughs> they would just lose the puck. Or I couldn't even see the puck because it was hidden in snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. As as a goal, like I I feel like I've heard the goalies in the Winter Classic say this that like the puck shot over like the dasher of the boards, like you can't see it. You oh, lose. Uh-huh. if there's yeah, yeah like you just lose it in the background like we played at Syracuse a couple of times in college and like they have like a little rink behind one of the nets I'm like mm-hmm. how do you see anything yeah yeah Look, that's outside is tough especially it's usually like well the winter classic I don't know it's not usually at night but like we played at night so it was like well it's dark if it hits the glass yeah no, you, there's no, yeah, chances, chances lower. The, the, there's the science the, question. The, yeah, the, and the, for the shooters, the depth perception and for the goalies as well. Like we talked, or I talked about that a lot uh, during this past season when the Riveters played at a mall. And you don't have mm-hmm. your traditional hockey stands background. You have the coffee shop and the candle store and video games on the other side. It's like, yeah. it, it for some players, it, t- it took a little while to get used to other players. You know, you could drop them anywhere and they could play any any, any situation. But, um, and Allie Morris, that, that game you played, at, uh, I've seen a lot of pictures of that, right? On some of your, uh, was John Jana or Allie Dunstrom's uh, Probably Twitter all header or Audra. <laughs> like I've seen those pictures of them kind of standing together and it's like, like snow globes snowing and, and it's really awesome looking photographs. So. Yeah, I mean, the pictures from that day are awesome. It was a really fun game. I think it was only like three to two or, you know what I mean? It wasn't like anything crazy, but yeah, it was fun hockey, really fun day. Um, we got bussed from like a, a bar. They like fed us <laughs> before and whatever, and then we got to bust thereafter. Nice. So it was fun. That sounds awesome. Uh our friend of the show, Taylor House, asks, "Who is your favorite Chicago <laughs> Fury teammate?" Ooh, Taylor, I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> she, uh, she, I, I played on a line with Taylor House for six years, probably, and um, I think you know, in youth hockey, like whatever points each of us scored, one of the other one was on, mm-hmm. you know um and we so we we had a lot of we had a lot of good times there was I I still blame her for uh I used to sell a little too hard (laughs) um and uh like really like really bad like obnoxious and um there was one time I went a little too low because she's a tall she's She's a big girl almost six feet tall yeah um and I went to go hug her and she put her arm out to like hug me back but I was coming in hot and she just clotheslined me so like (laughs) And my, my jaw has never been the same. Like, I just completely wrecked myself. Like, I just embarrassingly. But, you know, it is what it is. Got to got sell it hard. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I had, in my research, I had kind of seen that 
that you two were teammates and I had kind of worked that into the, the opening where you played Chicago Fury with a former guest of the show. And then I seen her submit this question. So I'm like, I'll scratch that out. <laughs> like, I'll save that for later. Let you just. Kind of That's it. awesome. So, uh, Shout out. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a lot of good times. Yeah, shout out to Taylor. She's crushing it over at uh, in Sweden with Moto Hockey. Seems like every time I see a tweet from them, uh, like a game score, she's on the score sheet. So uh, hopefully, she keeps crushing oh, yeah. it over there. Yeah, she's uh, she's a super smooth player, and obviously her size is a huge asset. But she's always been, you know, super smooth, and uh, I'm glad that she's doing a good job over there. I haven't talked to her in a little bit, but. Um, I see the highlights and stuff like that, so I'm happy that she's doing really well. Yeah, there. she's she's crushing. Hopefully, they they that continues. Uh, I know they have a couple of games coming up uh, before the break. Mm-hmm. Um, Daisy on the ice also asked for players who are looking for what comes next after their playing career, but want to stay in hockey. What would be your advice to them? Um, I mean, I I found myself at you know a similar question asking myself that similar question right like in uh as I kind of talked about earlier like COVID kind of changed my plans I I actually wanted to get into fan engagement um and because there were no sports going on that really wasn't an option for me um and then I just really missed being a part of a team um as I'm sure you know tons of athletes go through it um the transition you know from being an athlete to you know taking on a different role Um, and I guess my advice is kind of just there, if you want to stay in the sport, there's somewhere for you to go. Um, it might not be clear right away where that is, but it's good, you know, try coaching, try getting into something with fan engagement, get into the, you know, there's so much going on with the social media stuff now too. Like that's a different facet, digital marketing, you know, sports management, the the list is endless. It's just kind of, you have to find your, your thing and, um, yeah, like I, it's, it's so difficult to make that transition. So I get it. And I'm still kind of feel like I'm going through it um, at times. But um, I guess, you know, if, if you still want to stay in the sport, there's somewhere for you to go for sure. Yeah. And things change. Like you kind of mentioned the social media aspect, like big dummy mm-hmm. me went to school. was like, oh, I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to write for a newspaper or I'm going to be on ESPN um and i'm gonna do this that and the other and then like the internet exploded and now like everybody can do you could talk yeah. from your couch from you know even during covid like you, you mentioned we had to adjust to a lot of things i didn't leave my couch basically for the whole season covering the devil mm-hmm. doing uh post-game interviews from my couch on zoom like we all had to figure that out although emma vlasic said she still hasn't figured zoom out um i think some <laughs> of us have have still struggled with technology um ali granado came on tonight obviously a pros pro like we had no issues getting you on so uh we appreciate that and we appreciate uh everybody that's listening we've we've just gone about 45 minutes or so a couple more questions left uh steph uh friend of the show rennie minestrone asks aside from hockey what other sports do you enjoy playing um i haven't played a ton of sports recently my sister's a really good golfer um I I think I need to golf a bit more but I'm reluctant to um she kicks my butt now so um but I think I need to get into golf growing up I was you know did basketball um soccer that kind of thing um if I could get into something um this is kind of like you know out there but I'd love to bobsled like that would be so cool um 
Yeah, like that, that to me, like I follow all the bobsled stuff now since graduating and, you know, seeing like the different types of athletes that get into that, like that's, that's something that would be super that's, cool. That, those, those, uh, winter Olympic sports, like I love watching, uh, the skeleton, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, I could never do that, but yeah, to watch, uh, the luge, the, the bobsled, all that stuff is like crazy. Like the the amount of preparation that they put into that and to not like crap their pants, basically like, uh, I know it's I know how you get over that, but, but kudos to them. Uh, hot Steph also asks, uh, hot chocolate tea or coffee, which do you prefer? Ooh. Um, I definitely, I stick to my dunks iced coffee, uh, pretty religi- religiously here, especially now being in Boston. Um, but I, I, once it gets cold, like I do, like while I'm at home, like like a peppermint tea, um, the occasional hot chocolate too. Now that it's cold, but coffee, I think I gotta stick with. Mm. Allie, you're a big iced coffee person, right? Allie Morse. Yeah, I I do around now go for like a, a solid white chocolate peppermint mocha. Yeah, yeah, we're that's done a with good, pumpkin that's spice. That's over with already. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. That's been long gone. I'm team iced coffee too. Like it'll be, you know, getting really cold out, but there's something about having the the ice, you know, like being able to shake your coffee and the ice kind of rattles around. Um, Yeah. I can't, I can't shake that. Okay. Uh, Lastly from Steph, pretend channel surfing is still a common thing. Which movie do you love that you've seen the ending more than the beginning? Because you always catch it in progress. Um, so I would say I'm in the hotels a lot now. I feel like one that I come across a lot. I come across a lot of Marvel movies, actually. Okay. Um, I'm a a big Marvel fan. All right. There we go. Yeah. Odds are if I come across those, I stop. But I'd say probably the one that I've found most frequently is probably Bridesmaids. Ah, Another great movie. Yeah, like I feel like I always end up finding bridesmaids like right in the middle, but Marvel, I'm always I'm always stopping, especially if it's Captain America. There you go. See, I already like you now. You just yeah. run up extremely more points <laughs> in my book because I'm a big MCU fan. Um, and bridesmaids, that's one of them TBS TNT movies, and those are always kind of standard hotel channels, so uh, that all yeah. kind of checks out. Um, yeah. Our our buddy Rick Matheson, shout out Rick, how you doing? Uh, what is your go-to move on a clear breakaway? I'm pretty boring on a breakaway. I think. I think I gotta go fake, fake hard to the, you know, on the forehand and go hard to the backhand. Um, I remember if I ever got in a shootout, I like to mess with the goalies and go really wide. Um, when I was coming down, but. Uh, I scored in a lot of different ways, but I don't really know if I scored too many breakaways. I feel like I was always kind of too, if I was scoring on a breakaway, I was coming in full speed and I'd wipe out <laughs> afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just hard one way and back the other way. Okay. Get the goalie going one way. Yeah. Keep it simple. Our, our resident goalie, what do you, how do you feel about players coming wide on <laughs> shootout attempts? You don't like that? It is hard on their part because it's really, I mean, but i will say if you go faster i would prefer that i hate the slow creep but yeah yeah i i remember when we were practicing in practice you know like 
I knew it irritated the goalies. So I, just to get them a little bit fired up, I, you know, go boards to boards and they're like, you gotta be kidding me. Make them shuffle a little bit. Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of like, work on our end. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the Jedi mind tricks. You gotta, you gotta play the, mm-hmm. the mind games. Uh, what's we, we haven't asked this one in a while. What's the funniest, uh, chirp you, somebody has said to you or you've heard on the ice. Uh, one of the favorites that I've, we've, I've talked about this, maybe every time we bring it up is, uh, Someone told Taylor Gerard she had bad eyebrows and she kind of took for yeah. like the rest of the I've, I've heard her tell that one. Yeah, she she was telling us that over the she works at a lot of our uh, PIP events and she was uh, she was telling us that over the summer and we were dying. Um, I don't know. I um, I feel like I was always talking and my my dad always um, was my coach growing up for twelve years. So there was a point where I kind of stopped, but he would always tell me, you know, keep your mouth shut, like cut it out. But I'm a talker. So of course, by nature on the ice, I was too. Um, but I remember one time, I don't think it was me, but somebody started actually chirping at somebody, like making chirp noises. And that was kind of funny. <laughs> that would crack um, me up. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, it was just like, what are, what are you doing? And then it was one of my, I don't think it was me. It was one of my teammates. And I think we were on the bench and she, the kid came by the bench and she was yelling and she's good. Chirp, 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 chirp. And we're like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, but it was, it was funny. <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, Jedi 2815 asks, given the hockey players and coaches in your family, what's the best and worst advice you, one of them has ever given to you? Uh, yeah, maybe, just the, you gave a little bit of that answer earlier. I didn't see that, so uh, kind of jumped the gun on that when I asked you that earlier. But uh, you want to maybe reiterate or, or something else popped to mind or, or something that was not really great advice that you got? <laughs> um, no, no bad advice. Like, it's just, it, I, I feel really lucky to, you know, be able to have conversations with all of them and, you know, pick their brains when I need to and, uh, you know, like, as a player, but then last year, you know, as a coach and then to like, kind of, you know, now I'm scouting, I guess a little bit, it's a little bit different. Um, last year, you know, I was doing college recruiting, so I was watching predominantly 16s and 19s and now I'm, you know, watching younger kids. So, um, it's always good to pick their brains and, you know, ask for advice and, you know, just hear what they have to say. So I try and soak it all in when I can, but, um, I'm trying to think of something else maybe that sticks out that they've told me, but, but honestly, like, it's just, it's just awesome to be able to talk with them and talk through things. Uh, it helps me, you know, bring clarity to what I'm doing and then, you know, seeing what they've done, like, obviously, you know, they're, they're very successful, um, in all their roles. So it's, it's great to have the ability to, to, to talk through things with them. And yeah, yeah. that's a tremendous resource to have, uh, uh... You oh, mentioned yeah. uh, recruiting. I, I would assume that's something similar to scouting. Like uh, you could lean on Cami in those kind of situations. Yeah, it's it's been so a little bit different, right? Like I went last year, like I said, from from uh, watching nineteen yeah, sixteens, yeah. um, and then this year <laughs> I'm watching ten was fourteens. So um, all the young young kids, and it it's obviously different but also like you're looking at similar stuff like I've watched lots of hockey growing up and um I thought the transition last year when I was watching college you know uh, getting college coaching that it was going to be difficult um 
to scout in in all honesty like I just like I you know my family members kind of just told me like you've watched hockey you know for your entire life you know what you're talking about and you know what you're you're seeing like just trust yourself and and you know don't don't question it kind of thing um so yeah I've I've been able to lean on them for that and kind of pick Cammie's brain on you know what her scouting process looks like like last year I'd take more notes like on specific players like write down you know things that were coming to mind and then now we're kind of doing like our our rating system um so I don't really write too many notes so um just kind of to keep everybody in order because we watch we watch a lot of teams and a lot of players so yeah it's it's again great resources to have uh, people like that in, in your corner and and to be able to lean on for, for that kind of advice uh priceless and like you said you know the game like and i've talked to scouts uh coming here to new jersey covering devils games i'm usually ex-devils i try and seek out and and just kind of catch up with them but i ask about scouting and a lot of it is like you said it's you know the game. It's trust what you know, and and you know, and they that's how they kind of go about taking their notes. Uh, yeah. Allie Morris, you back? You all right? Can you you hear everything all right now? Yep, I'm back. I don't. Me and Twitter, man. It just went quiet. <laughs> I'm like, well, that must be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had a couple of little snafus like that uh, over the time. That's the beauty of doing a live show, and. And we love doing yeah, live yeah. shows. We get to we love to get to see people listening to us live. Shout out to everybody listening to us live. Uh, Allie's dad, Steve. I know you got a little taken surprise last time I did that, but shout out to you for listening live. Also, our friend Lenny, uh, we gave you an, a big shout out earlier, so you're gonna have to go back. I think came in. You're gonna have to go back and listen to that. Um, Allie Morris, I know you you had a you said you kind of had a bail at a certain point. Are you you good? We, we got like. Maybe five minutes left or so, but if you got a bail, just bail. All right, yeah, I'm good. You good? Yep. Okay. Uh, you made it through all of our listener questions, Ali Granado. Congrats <laughs> to you. It's not very easy. Um, thank you so much for spending uh, just about an hour with us here. Um, any any last words before we say goodnight to you? No, I, I appreciated uh, you guys taking the time to chat with me and love jumping on here and talking some hockey with you guys. And um, I'll be following along the rest of the episodes with you guys. Awesome. And if you're not following her already on Twitter, you can follow her at Allie underscore Granado 21. My favorite number 21. Another big check mark on, on your, your your side of the, the books there. Uh, big fan of number 21. Um if again, if you're not following her, give, give her a follow. Um, and again, all the the best to your your family, to to Uncle Tony, um, and, and uh, uphill battle. But uh, he's a badass. We know he's going to beat the crap out of that. Um, so, yeah. uh, thank you again for for spending a little bit of time with us tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Dan and Allie. I really appreciate it. Yep, you got it. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out. We had our uh, TIG teammate Carly Markey on a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, I got to see Carly last night and uh, got to somewhat kind of chat with her over dinner. Um, really cool to, to see her. Um, I'm not going to, I don't think I, if I don't know if she's announced it yet, but I'm not going to announce it here on this show. You could kind of put two and two together and maybe figure out why I saw her last night. And if you knew where I was, those kind of things. Um, 
next week, next upcoming shows, uh, we may end up doing something on Monday. I haven't even asked Allie yet what her schedule is for next week. Um, but uh, I have games, I think, Tuesday and Thursday. But um, next Monday, we might very possibly have a PWHO player, one of Eleni's clients, Mariah Keppel. I hope I said that right. I'm pretty sure I said that right. Um, she made the Montreal team, I believe. I want to say I didn't write that down. I should have written it down. I know it's one of the Canadian teams, um, but I'm going to try and get to get that happening. Um, we'll figure out what Ali's schedule looks like. Also, recently uh, touched base with Coach Evo Mochek, uh, Riveters coach. Um, I did say it right, Eleni said, and yes, she's in Montreal. Okay, so pat on the back for me, a little Barry Horowitz. Uh, coach Evo Mochek, I touched base with him. He's over coaching in China. Um, he's going to be back in my neck of the woods uh, around Christmas time. So I'm going to try and figure out a date that we can all uh, get together and have him on. I'm really curious to hear uh, how things are going, um, how one of my favorite players, Mitu Twelman, is doing. I see she scored a goal again today or yesterday. I don't know if that was in the future or the past. Um, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can never figure time travel out, I'm going to tell you. Um, also, Leia Marino, uh, uh, she's having a, a bomb year over in the Swiss League, I want to say. I think she's playing with, with – uh, H.C. Davos. Don't quote me on that. Uh, former Riveter, former Toronto Six. Um, touch base with her. Uh, like I said, she's over in Switzerland. Not coming home for the holidays because they have a bunch of games, but she said she's willing to kind of uh, try and work things out. So, Ali, we, we might be going international again, and, and my head might explode again trying to figure out time zones. But um, she said she's down to, to figure something out like that. So, um, my name is Dan Rice, obviously, or well, maybe not obviously, but again, if you're listening to the show, you probably know who I am. If you don't, then hi, my name is Dan Rice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter in the Twitterverse, in the Xverse, whatever you're calling it this week, at D Rice Hockey or at Dr. Ice Hockey, however you want to interpret that. Uh, you can follow my co host, Allie Morris, at Allie Morris, no underscore, just her two names smushed together. Um, Allie Granado, I see you're still here. Uh, I, Allie is short for Allison, yeah? Like like uh, other Allie? Actually, uh, Alexandra. Oh, see? Curveball. Yeah, like, yeah, I mess everyone up Curveball. with that. Curveball, okay. okay. Just, yeah. Again, uh, as somebody who covered men's hockey for a really long time, like I kind of get didn't get used to women's hockey and all the different, you know, everybody's Megan, there's 17 different ways to spell Megan and all that kind of things. Yeah. And every team has an Allie. Um, mm-hmm. It's just – Oh, that yeah. kind of threw me off, and, and I actually did know a girl growing up who, who was Alexandra, and, and everybody would call her Allie, so shame on me for not figuring that out. No, you're all good. No worries. <laughs> Thanks for jumping back on. Um, I did our Twitter names. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Spotify, on uh, Apple Music, on Odyssey app, on some other cool thing that I don't know exists that you can listen to us on. Uh, as I said earlier, just search for the Ice Guard and click the little subscribe button um this way you don't miss any episodes maybe you know if you can't listen to us live here on twitter um maybe you you have other things going on in your life i don't really have much of a life i i work at the nut house i go to i come home and i cover hockey games sometimes and that's pretty much it so i'm pretty much always here um <laughs> uh and subscribe as well to 
to the Ice Garden, the website, not just us, duh. Um, we love when people subscribe. That helps put money in our pockets. That helps us get these cool mini microphones that Allie had a little snafu with. But we're going to blame Twitter. We're not going to blame the microphones tonight. Um, everybody apparently has been hearing me loud and clear, so that's awesome. Um, so you can subscribe to get um, every article in your inbox. This way you don't miss any of those as well. And you can do that in kind of three different levels. You can just sign up and not pay. Uh, you can pay like a, whatever for like a month or six months, I think it is, or a year. I, I'm not sure on that. I should have should have written those things down. But um, again, um, that's that's bad on me. So I take away the pat on the back from earlier. Um, as I've said on the last couple of shows at the end, uh, just if everybody could just maybe be nice to people, say something nice to somebody, um, especially now this time of year at the holidays, a lot of people are going through things that you don't know. It could be the first time that they're going through a holiday without a loved one or, or something like that. Or uh, maybe they have like a, a, you know, a really bad day, something crappy happened in their life. Everybody's as we kind of discussed earlier with, with uh, Ali Granado's family, um, everybody's kind of been going through things like that. My family has obviously been affected by that. So um, sometimes if you'd be nice to somebody and it could just be simple as like, hey, man, good to see you or, hey, how, how you been? What's going on? Um, holding the door open for somebody, letting somebody pull out into traffic and not like speeding ahead of them. Um, it could, could change people's lives. Just small innocent gestures like that um so that's that and uh it's time for me to say goodbye but uh we'll be back very soon probably next week uh maybe monday maybe maybe later in the week um i don't know but now it's time for me to shut up to make some tacos because it's taco thursday so everybody have a good night and i'll see you on the other side